This has been Sion Griper. Monday morning about 9 o'clock. And this talk will be played over Sunday night at 5 p.m. And to hear the talk again, 718-506-9099, extension 31. Text 347-927-8398. Questions or for, we have a book, but it's online, so you have to get it online. And it goes <clears throat> through your, I guess through the internet, you could see it on screen. And then we also have an email at www.jrootradio.com. Here you can get videos, talks, books. So, Baruch Hashem, <clears throat> it's a time now of tshuva. We're in the three weeks. We always start off with a little safety. Especially now, in these times, the playgrounds, make sure you watch your children a little extra, 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 extra. And swings, and seesaws, and slides, bicycles, just be a little, little extra cautious. Extra cautious. Be very, very careful out there because there's a lot of action, a lot of activity. The Rambam says, we to take care of our bodies. And this talk should be for Yeshua's, for Fuas, all Klai Yisrael here, there, everywhere. Important thing, <clears throat> it says in Sefer Derek Hashem, that good, good, good. Hashem is all good. Everything is tov. But when Hashem is looking at us, Kaviachal, when we're doing the right things, we'll see not only halacha and ashkafa and davening, a lot of things. But Hashem looks at us. So when Hashem's looking at us, the more Hashem's facing us, the light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the more tov, tov there is. And on the other hand, <clears throat> the more we do not try to clean up ourselves, or we do not do certain things, Hashem turns his face, and the more he turns, the more evil comes. So it's a very important yesoid, everybody, that we are very, very important in our little two-by-fours, in our little rooms, that we have to understand the tov, more tov good comes to the world, if we do the right things. And the more we don't, so the more evil comes in. Especially now, we see in the Pasha from last week that when they mentioned Arda Kohen, it went into a whole Arichas how went up to the mountain, Shem kissed him, Passed away. And after Aaron passed away, the Anaya covered, clouds of glory, Shekhinah, Kodesh Baruch Hu's presence, stronger than probably ever before in history, or pretty close, left. And then the Kananim attacked. That's where the attack came. 
You see, Aaron Cohen represented Shalom. That was the whole key, Aaron Cohen. Rodev Shalom, not just indifference. And I'll be a kind person, get along. But Rodev Shalom. So you see, when Shalom leaves, the Shrina left. This is a key. That the more Shalom we have, the more we will have the Shrina. And what goes on Ereshi Shrol today, what has gone on the wars in the past, we see, and from Beis Migdosh 1 and 2, they see Neshinim, the opposite of Shalom, opposite, hating his fellow person. If you don't hate, to be indifferent, to walk away, we see that was the cause of problems. It doesn't say because the other party became strong and sent missiles or formed gangs or whatever holocaust there was. It says that we ourselves, that's why Rosh Chodesh Av is the pure side of Aaron Kohen. That the Shalom should, his Ashpov Shalom should reign on us and bring us here, bring us to peace. So we see that Shalom is a direct connection to evil in the world. And today we see these rallies and there's davening and Kippur Katan and there's the Hillam and there's learning. And there's so many things people are doing. A lot is through the path. And it's crucial, crucial. The feel that saves the day. We know that. But also Maisim Toivim, especially Shalom. And we have to get a little bit, talking to myself, into our heads how our own little Shalom between ourselves, between husband and wife and children and parents, it has an effect on the whole on, on everything. It really does. And but we don't the feel of what a mitzvah is, what halacha is. Example, I heard a story, true or not, I'm not sure, but I heard it from a reliable source, but again, I don't know hundred percent true. There was a woman during the time of the Holocaust that she threw they they brought it to court and they said, You threw a piece of bread, whatever that meant. And so the Nazis were there. It was a court case. And so they asked her. It was Shabbos. They took her to court on Shabbos. They said, okay, admit. Say what you did. She was quiet. Again, second time. Say something. Tell us what happened. Nothing. Third time. You don't tell us what happens. You're going to have to go with this guard here. And it wasn't looking so good. And again, she was quiet. She started walking away. And her little son in the audience yelled out, Mama, you know you didn't do it. Mama, you didn't do it. Say that. Tell him you didn't do it. She kept walking. The boy ran up to him, holding his mother. He said, Mommy, you didn't do it. She turned to him. Almost like an angry look. She said, if I say I didn't do it, the the person who's writing down the notes here, the scribe, is going to be, is a Jew, and he is going to mechal Shabbos in writing those words. 
And it's because, because of me. And that's destroying a world of person who's Mechal Shabbos. Allah is opposite. She should have said something. But we see to her, Mechal Shabbos was like cutting someone in half. It was t- tragedy. And to sew up a, 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 a cut, to sew up a, a stitch, an, an earthquake. To, so we see to, there are people who are connected so much to a Kaddish Baruch Hu with Halacha that anything against what Hashem says, I mean, to her, her own life, and again, against the Halacha, Yet we see how a person has to feel, has to feel. Nechavaz Chaim spoke about it so much with Hilchas Lashon Hara, how to speak Lashon Hara. Your your mitzvahs go to him, and his affairs go to you, and it's like bullets, bullets, bullets. People speak mean words. We spoke about that last week, and even like again avoiding opportunities. Right, Miller said the biggest sin is. Not avares, because a person could do truva, but losing the opportunity. So today what we're going to look at a little bit is how Rodev Shalom. Shalom is Hashem's name. And then the last minute in Yuchsen talks about Shalom, how it's a bracha. It's not like a nice thing to be a nice person and to get along and peace on earth. Don't worry, be happy. It's an avoda which is crucial. It's a way of thinking. I'm going to get along and I'm going to get along. My eyes are going to be open. If I see someone in pain, I'm going to run over. Whatever is your ability. But not only that, if we want Hashem to look at us, we have to do what Hashem wants us to do. Shalom. Hashem's name is Shalom. So on the top of the list, top of the list is the road they've Shalom. And if we don't rode shalom, and instead the opposite, or a little the opposite, from indifference to actually maklokis, so all of a sudden Hashem's face is turning, and then evil comes, the bombs come, the missiles come. This is what makes it come. One of the main reasons why it comes. We see Sinez from the first, second base of Migdosh. We, we see, it says, so all words that we speak to each other are actions that we do. And today we're talking about shalom. If it's in that trend, you are sending up your own missiles to blow up their missiles. You're sending up brachas to all of our planet, especially yourself, especially the people near to you. So it's crucial. Die there, shalom. Someone said to me the other day, his wife said, they live on a block in Williamsburg, and there's an Italian lady there, 80 years old. She's the only Italian lady on the block. She came over to this friend's wife and said, I look at all the things happening around in the world and everywhere else, and she goes, I am so thankful to be here because I pray for you guys 24-7. I've been here, I'm 82, and it's the safest place on the planet Earth. That's a big kid of Shashem. 
It happens in many, many neighborhoods. Your neighborhood. That's right. Look around in your neighborhood. So you see, there's something to do with the shalom business. Something to do with getting along business. Something to do with doing the right thing. Guarantees there's a lot of tov, a lot of tov going in a lot of people's lives. We have places to live and clothes to wear and food to eat. Places to pray, places to walk, schools to go to. It's a lot, a lot, a lot. Take for granted is a, that's a given almost. So you understand the tov of Hashem is there, but soon as we go a little haywire a little bit, so then we have to be careful. So what we're going to look at today, and this is the tshuva. We have now nine days, the nine days. And tshuva, unfortunately, unless a person's in a foxhole and bombs flying all over, tshuva is not so simple. Too busy. We think about it during the day. But one tshuva we can do, because <clears throat> I learned davening and the hillam, <coughs> is with our actions. If you act in the proper way or we work hard, hard on shalom and getting along with others and don't have anybody hurt anyone's feelings and trying to help others, this whole business, you are creating a shemta's face toward you. And you are creating in the world tov in your neighborhood all over, all over. The Rev once said, or Miller once said, there was an earthquake somewhere and Chavis Chaim got all, sh- all nervous and said, we have to do tshuva. The earthquake was somewhere, who knows where. Because anything that happens in the world is a reflection on us. We look at it and say, oh, ooh, wow, that's serious stuff. But <laughs> that's about it. Oh, wow. The truth of the matter is we can start with our own shalom b'nehem. So today we're going to look at the Mill's Eighth Commandment. And it deals with marriage, but it deals with all life, all life, all life. And it's a, love your neighbor like yourself. That's Ramil's eighth commandment. And the Taich, we're going to look at our Taich, how to look at it, the Hillel, Azokain, state that, how, what does that mean, love your neighbor like yourself? Do not do to others what you don't want done to you. Do not do to others what you don't want done to you. It's a very serious thing. We can catch that quick. That's why it's important we mention in almost every situation, try to become a little numb. Numb, numb. Before you get into the situation, numb. Do not react. react. You don't know where the person's coming from, emotions, what's going on in their head, what they do the last 24 hours. You at least act tolerant and numb. You'll see in your head, you can start thinking, I can't do to this person what he's doing to me. So let's see a little bit. <clears throat> For example, this concept, again, don't do to others what you don't want done to you. For example, you mentioned one of the commandments would be realistic. So you come into the house and it's a mess. It's a mess. So Hamburg used to tell me, business is booming, business is booming, like a sewing factory, business is booming. It's hard, though. You can say business is booming all you want. It's going to irritate. Yet, when you come in, the lady there, whatever reason, she's probably busy as can be. Some are more competent than others. Who knows what went on? So the first response, oh, goodness, look at this mess. What do you do all day? Or whatever reaction it would be like that. Wait a second. What if you were on the other side? 
Would you like someone to say that to you? You come home, your wife says, what are you doing all day at work? You're sitting there over there, I'm working so hard. That's also, woman has to look at the man. But when you come in and it's a mess, you don't want to be said to you if you were on the other end. What a mess, what'd you do all day? And the ladies there, you know, <laughs> sweating or whatever it is, that is not the response. You just sent a dagger in her heart. You just went opposite Shalom. You just sent a missile. And it wasn't coming from us, it was coming from them. And it's not light. I just told the story about Shabbos. Any little infraction, we understand we are creating big things. No, the universe was created for you, means it's your obligation in this universe to do something. You know, the way around too, the husband comes home, tries to wake up in the morning to learn, comes home. And business is hard out there. Making a buck, especially half of the battle, you know, if you don't make the buck, how am I going to pay this, this, and this? And dealing with customers, dealing trips, dealing in as a teacher, dealing as a rabbi, dealing in any position. Comes in the house and the first thing is a yell. Like, you're late. You're all day out there and look, and I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. And the sink's overflowing and a blasting. What'd you do all day? So there's a dagger. Right into the heart. Not only that, Hashem just turned a little bit, a little bit away from you and everyone in the home. You created a malach. I don't want to go into any Kabbalah. I don't know any. You just created a negative, negative situation. And there's no joke. No joke. It's in the air and it's real. It's a cut. It's a ripping up of clothing. And... Uh, it can create a missile, missile in the home, missile anywhere else. So a person has to understand. As soon as you come in, as soon as you come in, and a son or daughter comes in too, and mommy starts saying something. So we have to think also, the, the children coming home, what to say, how to say, how to introduce. And the children coming in, the first thing, oh, mommy, supper's not ready, chicken again. You want to get a knife? I don't get it. I don't get it. I remember once, I don't like this knife uh, example so much, but I remember it was a parent teacher night in public school, and the boy was a pretty wild boy, and he uh, sat in my room. He was in trouble all the time. And his two parents, two uh, Spanish parents, they came, and they, you see, they really wanted to help. And this boy, pompous, he sinned. That's how the meetings where everyone came in. Sometimes all the family members came in too. And I'm listening, and you see the parents wanted help with this boy. And he's sitting there, and then I looked at him. I don't know if I said right or not, but I looked him straight in the face of this kid, in front of his parents. Chas v'shalom, I didn't use those words. Someone have a knife and put it into your mother's heart. What would your reaction be, young man? I would, that's what you're doing every day to your mother and father. And it became a little better after those, after the parent teacher night. 
But we have to understand our reaction. Use your brains. We have to use our brains. Seichel it, not our feelings. Feelings go up and down like roller coasters. We had a day, who knows what went on before. Your, your mate had a day, your children had a day, your parents had a day. And don't come in and just, my feelings right now is going to be raining the world at the moment. There's so many factors. The person also comes in late. Same thing. A woman used to give her husband a quarter. Definitely more safe than yelling. But you come in late, ready to go to the chasana, the wedding. She's not ready. So, but it happens every time. So more so, you have to be ready, ready. She knows you want to go on time, whatever reason. That that's how she is. It could be the other way around too. Woman's home waiting, uh, supposed to leave at six o'clock, and he, he he comes late, seven o'clock. But every time he's late too. One time, two times. How are you gonna react? How are you gonna react? How are you gonna react? Or a Shabbos meal, or a meal, you have a meal, and you want to start, and, and the kids are going, tell mommy, hurry up, and it's, it's going, it's going, it's going. So the question is, how is the proper Rodev Shalom? How is the proper thing? What's the proper thing to do? But don't do to others what you don't want done to you. You don't want someone to say, hurry up, hurry up, you're always late, hurry up, hurry up, you're always late. Do you want, to, do you want someone to say that to you? If it's not that, so you're always early. But you're messier. Or you can't count the bills. So you're... Who knows? There's plenty of things. You don't want someone to do that to you. So don't do it to your mate. You come and you know she's... Maybe you come home a little earlier. Help get things ready. What do you need? Maybe you have to make sure the children eat before. Maybe you have to help her out to iron something. Who knows? You know, he's always late. So... You have to see. You have to see how it can coax him to come home earlier. Tell him the chasm is 5.30, not 6 o'clock. I'm not sure, really. But the point is the reaction, the negative, the hard words. You're always late. I can't take it. I should have known when I married you were late. And I saw your father always late with your mother. And all of a sudden, woo-wee. The war is happening. So we have to think, think, think of how to react, what to do. Most situations we could help, help, help. House is messy. So get a broom yourself. Get a broom yourself. And that'll be the best way your mate will understand. And if she's going to change or he's going to change, it's another story. But there are ways and ways to think, 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 to create a positive way. And that's creating a Shem to face you and brings good. And again, it brings our protection, Eretz Yisrael, and protection in all directions. And sometimes it's a yell or a look for nothing. You don't even know why. And a woman called me, 22 years married, must be 30 already. I would call me, I come home, and I'm, you know, making supper, and my husband comes home, doesn't even give me a look, doesn't even give me a smile. And poof. Now, what he's doing is... Uh, he has to shape up, but don't do on to others, but you don't want done to you. So she called me, like, what do you do? I the same look, and I don't talk to him either. So you're both uh, not helping the situation. That was mellow. Many times, or sometimes, it's yelling instead. And I told her, next day when he comes in, you the one gives a big smile. Try. 
And she reacted in the most positive way the next day. Wow, he had such a nice time. In another situation, man came home, and he right away she told him what and what to do and all the things she needs and whatever it is. And he got into the computer right away after a while. And he went out of the house, didn't help in the house. She was going crazy. Comes home, doesn't help. <clears throat> so we tried something that I heard from Representative Brock <clears throat> that have something ready for him. Have some addition. Thursday night, remember, I told her. And instead, she did it that day, then that, that night. The next day, she called me before Shabbos. It worked like magic. She had a watermelon spread, gave him a half hour to relax a little bit. And he stayed home a little bit. He went out to learn. He helped out. It's a whole new man. So there's a way. There's either you're going to Rodave Shalom, Rodave Shalom, react to the, the negative reaction, which again, it's going to create worse and worse. And you'll see it with your own eyes happen. Not only that, again, Hashem is moving away, and then there's going to be more evil coming to the world, and there's going to be a lot of evil. That's why, again, this is the Rosh Chodesh Av, Av, Yod Aaron Iron Kohen, run after Shalom. We don't, we want the base of to rebuild in about nine days. We want it to rebuild, we need Rodev Shalom, opposite Sinus Chinam. We have to start ourselves, start ourselves. Plenty of times we spoke here about being grateful, attitude of gratitude. Go over your body, go over your family, go over all the good things you have. Review, review, and also go over your list from top to bottom, your day to night, how many good things you're doing. Make yourself feel good. And you can do the same for your mate and your children and your parents, how much everyone else is so busy doing good things. And you can start, start creating a positive. So you walk into your house or your mate comes in, you can create your world instead of letting the world create you. Create your world. Create your world. Don't let the world create you. So many different things we've spoken about. But today we're looking at the aspect that Shalom at the moment. And another aspect of what was Rub's second commandment, but keep routines. Keep routines is is crucial for Shalom. Crucial. When you got married, you had little notes in the morning, got married, your phone called during the day and said, what do you need? How was your day, honey? And you come home, she serves, you try to help, you do it, no, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, who knows? You try to create a nice, sweet, everyone's on best behavior. <clears throat> and... People were thinking, so this routine started, taking out the garbage, making supper, <clears throat> buying flowers, changing light bulbs, <clears throat> parents tie Shabbos talk, whatever it is, so many routines that are so productive. Tuesday night walks, I told you the famous Tuesday night walks, and babysitters I know saw that in a certain home, and they saw that Tuesday night walk, and they got married, and they said, ah, we're best friends, rekindle, rekindle. There's so many stories like that when they <clears throat> people start off in such a beautiful, loving way. And all of a sudden, not because of anything bad, because everyone's getting busy. She's busy also all of a sudden. Two or three children in two, three years, and then he's busy, he has to start making a living. And all of a sudden, the only time they speak is they speak about the children, they speak about a bill. All of a sudden, little by little, little by little, all of a sudden... I don't know we should have my children or not and who knows what other conversations come up you know you don't take me out you don't care about me i'm a single parent and if i respond back you never want to go out who knows you're always too tired ah 
What happened? What happened? Because we forgot the routines to rekindle, rekindle. What happens is, remember, don't do to others what you don't want done to you. But by the way, you see that a certain routine, supper is not there. It's always there. So do unto, don't do unto you. Don't show, oh, wait. Tomorrow night when she makes supper, I'm not going to eat it. Or look at this, look at this. I'm just going to leave the house right now. So why should your reaction not think of the total circumstances? Maybe now she's too busy being a, a mother or being involved in other you know, good activities. Who knows? First activity should be home because it's us at home. So it's important that if a routine, keeping routines is crucial, crucial, crucial. But if the mate breaks a little bit of a routine, you have to be the one to be strong. Don't play tit for tat, tit for tat, tit for bomb. It's very, very dangerous. So a person, a husband, sometimes he says, uh, says giving a little less money or something. So this is a crucial, crucial stop of routines. And he might have all the reasons in the world. He knows best. So a woman has to think, think how to react. First of all, acting nicer definitely is better. Refusing to give affection, refusing not to go to a certain place is, uh, but that's what happens. But don't do to others what he's doing to you. You have to think, you have to think. You might have to ask the eight, you might have to ask the rubber. Say, la harab, we always say that. How to sit down with the bills and how to understand. He might be a little finicky husband, so you have to show him that you're more careful. Or, again, through love and, you know, usually it helps. But the point is to get him back by not keeping your routines of AAA, of tension, appreciation, affection, or things you know he likes, all of a sudden they stop. Again, the knife, knife in the heart. His, his knife was there before yours, so therefore what? You're right, we have to think, and the other way around too. The man tries, tries, works so hard, comes home, and all of a sudden, wife, due to whatever reasons, I just recently comes a little cold, and he's affection, appreciation, affection. He's not getting any. That's hard. Then he gets a little angry. So all of a sudden, his temper is a little, and she's complaining about his temper. And they forgot that they, a little bit, little bit, little bit, that when you saw what was happening with her, instead of reacting angrily and maybe withdrawing money, the reaction would be, what's causing this? This happened recently, so I told him, up to Auntie. You know, I would take her out. Oh, she never wants to go. So I spoke to her. About going out, I'll be rekindling, and this certain, this AA was, in this case, worked. After a week or so, it was back almost, almost, almost to normal, like the old days. So the thing is, our mind should be always constructive, constructive. How do we make things better, better, better? But if your action is he's not doing, she's not doing, and then we decide to act in an improper way with improper words, angry words, frustrated words, things might slip too. I can't say they're not. They won't. But don't do unto others. Don't do to your mate. You don't want done to you. You taking away. He's taking away something from you. You're gonna take something away from him. 
and you start getting frustrated. So we have to think, think of aces, think of counsel, think of advice. There's so many different ways, so many different ways to find out constructively how to make situations better. So many. But the reaction is crucial because if your action is positive, constructive, so you are creating Shem to look. And that's going to create good. And that good that Hashem's going to give because of you, Rodev Shalom, you'll, you might see tremendous changes. I told you the, the story. He was 16 years married. And this man, for some reason, was ready to Rodev Shalom and everything. I got a call. And I got on the phone. He's 16 years married. And my wife wants out. And all the rabbis say, yeah, therapists say, yeah, agencies are giving her money. And so she'll speak to you once. I spoke to her. She repeated the same thing. Wow. So I was just listening. I go, wow. People in the street tell her to leave him. And I'm listening to this whole thing. And I listen. I, I said, it's hard. It's hard. I, hear. I didn't even need to say, I'll help him. Because that, she didn't want to. She said, no, don't try to help me. Try to help him. So for some reason, it's hard. Maybe he was scared of the, the alternative. But he started, he listened. He listened, and I told him Thursday night, first thing is help her. She sleep, goes to sleep, clean the room, clean the kitchen, make the make the sink clean. You work, and someone told me who saw, hands and knees, he was cleaning up. So you wake up, next morning she wakes up, she said, peace, wow, my husband thought about me. He really helped me a lot. And after oral day, I got my face, she goes to work, she comes back, everything's a rush. Wow, he helped me so much. So she's, he's Rodev Shalom. No doubt about it. But by ignoring, who knows? Maybe his actions, his actions were causing the rift. And then another Rodev Shalom told him she wants you to learn a bit. So let's learn a little bissel. And Shabbos table, she wants a little talk. She wants also more attention with the children. And your job is up and down. No, you have to run after, make sure you work more. And the last thing, yes, sir, yes, dear. Rodev Shalom, Simon says, yes, sure. A whole system of encouragement with her. All of the system. And he went into this a whole program of Rodev Shalom. He could have reacted. She wanted this and he could react. Well, she's to blame. She does this. She does this. He could have reacted. But this time he reacted. I don't know what he did years before, but he reacted he didn't react, don't do to others what you don't do. That's what he did, don't do to others. He realized all these things he wasn't doing. All of a sudden, I got a call on Sunday from her. Wow, like magic. What do I tell to the rabbis and everybody else? I said, there's no made up, made up deal. He's doing what he has to do as a man. He's doing what he has to do. And he does what he has to do as a man, as a husband, as a father. So he's going to create situations that are shalom, that are tov, and Hashem's going to throw immediately good upon everyone. She goes, what do I do about it? So I call me back tomorrow. She called me back next day. It was still wonderful, she said. I said, there's no magic trick. This dude, he's Again, he's doing what he has to do. She called me three weeks later complaining. He's not learning left Torah. Now he's working six days a week and he comes home and helps me. I said, we'll get a share for him. But the point is, there's ways to react. The controversy, the adversaries, there's ways to react. So keeping routines, and the man started to keep these routines. I called him every three days, and he was keeping routines. Another 
Again, Rodev Shalom. Shalom brings to the world, brings to your family, brings to the world such great, beautiful things. You'll have guests, people open to help others. People always have their eyes to help. First, the person to have a list in his pocket or her pocket every day. What do I do for each member of the family? Even children, even parents, each, each member of the family, they come first. Chesas us at home. I want to make sure everything is good with them. The next step, outside the family, then the bills and everything else. So, chesed starts at home, chesed starts at home, urgent. So, a third factor, a third situation dealing with, I know she's to say, make peace as soon as possible. We've said this many times before, but now we're going to look at, don't do to others what you don't want done to you. You're being bopped. I got a call once, and it was uh, she was very excited on the air. Uh, Behind the scenes, and he's going, pretty much help. What do I do? So I said to him, it was a funny thing. I said, tell her I love you. And that could have been worse, but in this case, I had an idea it might work. So he turned his head to her, and he goes, Ben Sion said, I should say to you, I love you. <laughs> and she giggled a little bit, and they got the, but he could react differently. Crazy lady, whatever, how she was doing to him. Make peace as soon as possible. Anyway, it's like a plague, a disease, attack. Soldiers coming to the house. As soon as you see any controversy that's really rough, you have to make sure you run away. Run away. Recently talking to someone. Every time she does something, he, is, he explains how she could have done it better. He has a whole, in this case, he, he knows that I talk very well. So after a while, she says, uh, you know, he's always yelling at me, always scared. I'm so scared. He goes, I didn't say only once. You see, if you say something once, you have a discussion and you outdo your mate. Real big time outdo. Especially you know, here, the man to the woman, she's scared of him the whole day. We all thought it was the other way around. The woman was going, I don't understand. I don't trust my husband. Ruff said, because you're a tyrant over him. You're the one. You're the one that's uh, giving him, he's scared of you. So being scared of one's mate, not because of uh, a mouth being abusive, not because of even mean words, because of outwitting, out-talking, always have the right answers. And a little stuck here and there. And, I, and it was amazing how... She would say, 24-7 he does this to me. And I found that it was only like maybe once a day. But the whole idea of usurping the other person's, you know, being by slugging them up, by showing them outright they're wrong. You're right, 24-7 she's walking around like that. But that's not making peace. You have to know who your mate is. Either way it goes. Some women out talks to men. Can never win an argument. So we'll argue all together. Make peace as soon as possible. Make peace as soon as the mate says something he or she shouldn't say. Think, think, think. Think, think, think. How? Any way possible. After all, you'll get into practice what works. One guy was, was helping his wife, dealing with a certain college paper late at night. And he says something, maybe you should do this. Oh, did he get two in the morning bopped on the head? So he's thinking what to do. He could have said, I'm up all night with you and you don't appreciate me. He could have gone into a whole, you know, oh, righteous, righteous routine. But he's smart. He backed away. And then I thought about, oh, well, 
That's very good what you did here. And he, anyway, he made it, he tried to make things light and broke Hashem. Made peace as soon as possible and everything was fine. You have to see. But a story, a uh, potato chip story. Teacher was in a room, said no eating in the room. He turns ahead and a big and a boy pours down potato chips down his mouth. And he looked at him. He could have blasted him. Maybe he should have. Who knows? No, but he said, he said, covered, covered, covered. You're trying to test me. Why'd you do that? He goes, the boy said, I'm not a damadrega. But the point is, is ways to make peace as soon as possible and get every point you want to get across. Another thing with the texting, texting today, I told you stories too. So I saw a text months ago of a couple. Bang, bang, back and forth, back and forth. You can say what you want because then the other person's not even there. Oh, and I was, I read a little of it and I said, what, wait, wait, one, one of them say, listen, I got to go. And then they go or do something. I'll speak to you later. Yeah, I hear you're right here. Let me think about anything. Run away, stand in your house. I'm sorry, I have to... Sending on my head, anything to run away from Uncle Locus. Just make peace as soon as possible with Shalom. As soon as you bring Shalom and avoid 10 minutes of arguments, you're bringing a Shem Shechina. Shem is facing you. He's looking, to, especially a hundred evils pass you away, it says in the Gemara Sanhedrin. That a person who was able to withstand. And then look at a way. Sometimes you can say a nice word. Sometimes you can validate. Sometimes it's quiet. Sometimes I have to think of whatever it is. I have to think of all the techniques. Anytime I hear argument, anytime I hear my cloaks, anytime I hear, I have to make peace as soon as possible. Shalom, Rodev Shalom. A lot of it could be avoided before you come in with your way of thinking, being calm. Man gets a little donut before he walks, and the woman gets a little bite before he comes in. Or the children have something to eat right away for them, or whatever it is, everything, anything to calm down. But when the situation already happened, in your mind, will numb and rodev shalom. Do not do to others what I don't done, want done to me. You don't want the person to yell back, text you back. In a case where his father was texting his son about his new daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law found the text. I don't get it. I don't get it. We make peace to the... the That'll be the next command. We'll see loyal. You have to run away from that. You have to run away for such things. Someone says something, we'll see. The next commandment. Be loyal. Let's run away from anything negative said about your mate. Anything. Anything. As it was a commandment, be loyal. Same thing. Rodev Shalom. Brother Miller used to say, always your husband's the best cousin. He's the best learner. He's the best worker. I had to brag about it, but you have to just stick up for your, stick up for your mate. Go through thick and thin. Run over fire, jump over fire for your mate. You see, sometimes peace, sometimes it's outside sources. Sometimes there was a story I know who... Uh, the daughter would tell the parents who were in South Africa once a month that a husband didn't do this, didn't do this. And after a month, after a year, the, the parents thought that they wanted to bring everyone back to South Africa because they only heard the negative. So a person said, really, don't do to others that you don't want done. You don't want your mate talking to his parents about you. Do you? We don't want our mate to talk to his or her parents about you. 
So don't do it. <laughs> it's very logical. So unless we get into our heads, so what do I do then? That's my person. We always say, like a rav. He is someone, a mentor, or someone to talk to, will be objective, who is not going to just take one side. That's a big thing too today. Unfortunately, Hashem, I know many, many, 99%, very, very, very nice relationships. So I'm giving you cases are really minimum. And because among the Torah nation, the ones who are strong in the Avoda, relationships are longer and better. Because the more the world's way of thinking saturates us, comes in, the more the trouble comes. That's the percentage. I worked yeshivas, now the hunter's parents, body, I maybe two, three, four, maybe that many divorces, maybe. Communities I know, Shidika families too, Friday families, all different types. So it's up to you and your wanting Hashem to look upon you. So be loyal is crucial. Because sometimes people have to see someone. So they'll see a therapist. The only thing is your mate has to come too somehow. Because what happens is sometimes the therapist, rare, you'll get a rabbi also. All of a sudden they empower the lady. Empower, empower, you know, we got to make her strong now. I empower her. She doesn't need him anymore so much. And since they're talking only, she's talking only negative to the husband, so that's what everyone hears is negative about the husband. I've seen, unfortunate, a cause, a big cause of, of breakups. Because although she's in power, the guy's a rat. Instead, if they went equal a little bit, okay, she's paying for, he's paying for one-on-one. Make sure the other person's word gets in there. I mean, it was very strong, listen to both sides. And after a while, you listen to both sides, you see they really are usually 99% both sides. One could be right 90%, the other one 10%, but there's ways to work it out. You have to find the coup that what's the issue. But just one person speaking, only a story they'll text. Sometimes, yeah, I recommend two weeks break. I recommend you move out of your... I mean, I heard stories. and, and it's, So that's not Rodev Shalom. You yourself have to be loyal to your mate. This means you have to give him or her every chance possible. If you really want to make things work, you got to go together somewhere. Doesn't mean you have to meet a person together. But have someone who could direct you and you and you. Being loyal is a important factor. But don't, I mean, you don't imagine, would you want your mate to go to someone and just badmouth you the whole time, week after week, week after week after week after a while, they go, oh, they say to your husband, you know, you know, wow, it must be hard for you. We're going to make you a stronger person. Would you like that? <laughs> what do you mean? When I tell my person, I'm telling the truth, then would you want that or not? If you don't want that, think about a way you can make things work. Another way. You see, he sees, that someone talks together with you. El all the things we're talking about today, from the keeping routines and making peace and on and on. If you look at all the good things your husband does and tell him the good things he's doing. Tell your wife the good things she's doing. 
So it's, a, it's urgent, urgent to bring the Shekhinah down. Make Shalom, Shalom, Shalom. And we know another command we spoke about too, let mean words pass over. That's also to deal with Shalom. You can let things, you don't know what another person's going through. We have no idea. You know, some years I was Zoha to talk to the boys, counsel a little bit. And what the teacher said and the boys said, they thought the problem was, was totally different. He just had to sit somewhere else. He needed a quieter classroom. He had, he had help at home. There's so many different things. We react to students, we react to rabbis and teachers too. We react to other people. Sometimes the mean words are said. Someone lets it out when they shouldn't let it out. So you have to try, be tolerant, patient, and say, why is this coming my way? What could I do to improve the situation? Don't do to others what you don't want done to you. You don't want... If you're a, you're a teacher and a student yells out, oh, you don't listen to me. So you yelling back, you keep quiet, sit in the corner, and every day you do this, and whatever they want to, well, you have to be very careful. If you were the student, because you were frustrated at the moment, do you want a teacher saying that to you? I'm not saying it's not hard, but it's crucial. It's crucial that a person does not react with mean words. Never, 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 never. We said last week, when I get and I like you and you always do this and you never and on and on and on. But the road they've shalom. Keep repeating the same idea over and over and over again. If we get this into our heads a little bit, don't do to us, you don't want done to you. So catching yourself. Again, the process is go over the good things you do. Go over the blessings you have. Go over how you can walk in the house and create a positive situation. And again, be tolerant and patient and, numb, and even numb at the beginning. Try, try, try. You're not going to react. You're going to think things out. You're going to create a positive situation. Most of the situations, we can create a positive situation. We do the same work every day and the same family every day and Guy asked me yesterday, at work, I could be the most patient person, but at home, uh, all of a sudden, I lose it. So that's something we have to think about. And if the wife acts, reacts back to him, it's something to think about. Let's see, maybe he needs a little donut when he walks in. 15 minutes, everyone is up, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, Abba needs time after a hard day in the doctor's office. And if he gets that time, you might see a, see a different hubby, a different father. And the wife, too. The husband comes home. You have a little tea. You relax a little bit. I'm going to take over. Well, who knows? In 15, 20 minutes, it's a whole big life. You just saved it. You were the superman. And when you do that, you're creating peace. Instead of reacting to her words that were sharp. Because her own frustration, she could be right or wrong. Who knows? So let the mean words blow by. And think, think, think. Think, think, think. So if a person decides the rotev shalom, we have great possibilities. 
So if they show them, look at me coming in, as soon as you walk in, the man changes his clothes and looks nice. The woman tries to look a little nice when her husband comes in. One thing we know, Shalom is opposite of being a tyrant. You don't want someone bossing you around, so don't boss anybody around. Because you do not like being bossed around. So again, to begin, we look, we've learned from Sefer Derech Hashem. Hashem looks at us all the time, and that's the good. But when we decide to do things, Machal Shabbos, and speak mean words, and speak Lashon Hara, or do things to create riff or indifferent, Hashem little by little turns his head, and that's where Ra comes. That's where the destruction of the base of Migdash came. That's where all the Holocaust came. That's what all the Hamas came. It's all part of the same system. So right now, if we want with our tefillos and our learning and everything we're doing, we decide the next nine days, Aaron Cohen's yard site is today, to row Dave Sholem. To row Dave Sholem. I'm not going to do to anybody else what I don't want done to you. Think about it. You'll see over and over again, that's what we do. Instead, we turn it around. I'm going to do to others what I want be done to me. I want to. I want to do what's enjoyable to them. I want to try to be constructive. How to make a better situation. As we wrote the shalom, this will be the beginning of the gula. It's been Sion Griper seven one eight three three nine six zero two zero. Want to hit a talk again seven zero one eight five zero six nine zero nine nine extension thirty one. The text. 347 927 8398 it's important to, again, Rodev Shalom, Rodev Shalom. Don't do to others that you don't want done to you. Haslochim, bracha, and everything, Rokhlin's Gashvings.